product managers have to lead. You know, there's this distance between product managers and the customer, and we can't rely only on the synthesized, summarized information. We have to be in deep with the customer, and we have to really optimize for what they want versus what we want. Welcome to Innovation Talks. Join us weekly as we discuss with distinguished industry guests how to refine and improve corporate innovation and new product development. Hosted by Paul Heller, Sophion Chief Evangelist. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Hope you're all doing well out there. I had the opportunity in September to attend Industry, the product conference. And for those of you who have been listening to our show for a while, Mike Balsito uh, spoke about that in an earlier episode. It was a special conference for Sophion because we actually launched some of our new products at this conference, products designed for product people. And since this was the product conference, the product people, it was a great place to be and to have people come by and experience our product and tell us what they thought about it. And uh, it was a lot of fun to be there. It was well attended with a lot of exhibitors and a lot of great attendees and great speakers. The attendees were mostly product managers or people involved in product, hence the name, the product conference. The major themes were product management, product leadership, the importance of a North Star to guide your, your product management, and some just really great speakers. In fact, it, it kicked off with uh, one of the most human parts of the whole conference, a fellow by the name of Christian Idioti. Idioti I'm sure I'm not saying his name correctly. I-D-I-O-D-I, and he's a partner with the Silicon Valley Product Group. And he, he shared a, just a real set of product examples that were really human-centric, people-centric. The first one he, he mentioned was McDonald's, and he mentioned an example of somebody who was sick in a hospital and actually ordered McDonald's using the app now. You can, you can order and have your food delivered to you. But what they did is uh, when the order came, there was a note in there and it said, we see that you ordered this from a hospital. So this orders on us. And you could just reflect on that for a moment, just what that meant. That's a real great example of product innovation. And he also spoke, uh, he gave another great example of the the 1992 Barcelona Olympics. There's actually a video of this if you look for it. There was a runner from the UK and he spent his whole life preparing for this event. So his product was his self, his ability to run. And very shortly after his race started, he had a had a had an injury and couldn't keep running. He was trying to run, couldn't keep running and his, his uh, coach came out to help him finish the race and just a very touching experience. But, you know, this gets to the, the essence of what product is and, and experience around product. And so he was sharing these great, great uh, examples. If you ever get a chance to see or hear him speak, Christian Idioti, uh, do it. It's really great stuff. We had Tiffany Dockery. She's the director of product management at Etsy. You know, she was just sharing some, some great examples, just reminding us of the importance of the capabilities in a company to drive meaningful change. And 
couple quotes which we tend to maybe have heard before, but we tend to forget them, but that people confuse innovation with being first to market, and you don't have to be first to market to be successful. She shared a common example out there from, uh, from Ratcliffe, when a great team meets a lousy market, the market wins. When a lousy team meets a great market, the market wins. And when a great team meets a great market, something special happens. And so that, that's from product, I think that's from product market fit, Andy Ratcliffe. And then she also concluded with, with pointing out that, that growth at all costs is burning people out. And as product leaders, as innovators, you know, we, we really need to continue to think about less is better. And she, you know, she quoted, uh, Dieter Rams, the father of modern design and the, the famous designer for Brown in, in Germany. And he said, less but better, that should be the main objective for the future. And it, it's fun to take that, those physical product designs that he was doing and say the concept of less but better fits to all our products, even our digital products. Justin Bauer, who is the chief product officer of Amplitude, gave a great presentation on why 95% of products fail. And there was some pretty good stuff in here, but but he talked about expecting failure, starting with the problem, so really focusing on what is the problem, and then understanding your niche in that problem, and, and don't being afraid to pivot. And he shared a really fun example that I did not know about Instagram. And Instagram was originally called Bourbon, and it was a place where people could share their experience with bourbon, different bourbons. And it went from now there to what we know now of as Instagram. So it's a great example of, of a company pivoting and just really uh, nailing it. So he also said, find the, the item that people don't agree with you on. I think that came from Peter Thiel, zero to one. But what important truth do very few people agree with you on? And uh, that was pretty interesting to focus on. Tammy Reese is a product coach, and she was uh, really focused on three questions that are related to where do we want to go? So that's our vision question. Where are we coming from? So that's our data. And where should we go next? And that's our strategy. Really, that where do we want to go? The first one is the North Star, your vision, mission, goals, uh, objectives. Where are we coming from is understanding your current state and actually being able to measure it. And you really need to have those two done. You need to have your answers before you can say, where do we go next and what does our roadmap look like? So great presentation by Tammy at the event. Ben Foster spoke about product vision and strategy in the real world. He's the co-founder and executive chairman of Prodify. He just was really articulating that the vision is not about you. It's about your customers. So don't have a vision that says we'll be a $100 million business. Express that vision if that's your vision. Express it from the customer's point of view. He said the vision needs to be bold and long-term and aspiring. So think five years out on your vision. Thinking long-term leads to better decisions in the short term. And your vision needs to be rich. It needs to be a narrative. It needs to have depth, not 
one-liners or one-paragraphs, but, but really make a rich vision statement. And then don't be afraid to evolve the vision as you go. And as you get closer, remember that five-year vision, as you get closer, extend it. You continue to extend your vision. And then your strategy really focuses on the output. It needs to be realistic. It should be phased. It needs to demonstrate high ROI along the way. And he, he shared a quote from Eisenhower, plans are worthless, planning is everything. It's a great presentation from him. Radhika Dutt is the author of Radical Product Thinking, and she was talking about being agile and delighting customers doesn't guarantee a successful product. And she talked about lean and agile are like a fast car. And if you don't know where you're going, so customer feedback is like asking for directions to see if you're going the right way. It's important, but you need to know uh, where you want to go before you drive. And she went into the vision of your product should really articulate the who, what, why, when, how. And that, that resonated with me because I did a previous podcast uh, saying the same thing. So I have a kindred spirit there. And then uh, another one was David Cancel, who's the co-founder of Drift. And it was a fireside chat. That's one of the nice things they did at uh, at this conference is they would have fireside chats. So two people sitting on a stage in a chair, just talking and not, not having a formal presentation. And then people could ask questions and engage with these, with these leaders out there. And David Cancel, who's the co-founder of Drift, spoke quite a bit on building a product for the customer of tomorrow. But you know, one of the key messages was that product managers have to lead. You know, there's this distance between product managers and the customer, and we can't rely only on the synthesized, summarized information. We have to be in deep with the customer, and we have to really optimize for what they want versus what we want. So great speakers, a lot of fun. If you get a chance to go to this conference in the future, I highly recommend it. And I want to share with you just another story, an example of, of, of you know, at this conference, there were... I mean, we were product managers from, from all over the place, all different businesses. And you think about how can a business be digital? How can a business make a better product? And over the weekend, I had an experience I wanted to share. My son is uh, having work done on his house. And so he had to take a lot of his uh, things, belongings, and put them in storage. And personal storage, self-storage has been around for a long time. I used it many years ago. And I remember calling to try to get somebody. Nobody ever answered the phone, probably because they were busy working with other customers or they were out walking around the facility, checking on things. So then I drove there, waited in the office. Eventually, a person came back, inquired, understood what the pricing was, understood what the sizes were, and then found out that the size I was looking for wasn't available. So I had to wait. So I got on a waiting list. And then I didn't hear anything, and some weeks later I asked, because they had led me to believe that some things would be coming up soon, only to find out that I wasn't on the waiting list. So kind of a frustrating experience. And then, uh, But then eventually I got into the place and again had to meet with the manager of the facility and go through paperwork and, and spend time. All this is time. I, I still wasn't even in, didn't even have the unit yet. All this was upfront work to get to the unit. And then eventually I got a code, got a gate code, 
And I wrote that down and, and uh, all rules about when and where to put the gate code in. So that was my experience back then. Well, my son had a very different experience. And he said, Dad, it was the most pleasant experience. He said, I did it all online. I says, I never talked to a single person. I got my unit. I could see where it was in the facility, exactly where it was located. Uh, I could see which ones were available. I could see uh, everything I needed to know. Signed up, put my information in. When I went there, there was the unit with the lock already provided for me right there. Uh, so I could just, you know, take the lock, take the key, lock it up, and then come back when I was ready with my stuff, put it in there as often as I want. And when we drove up, he pulled out his phone and opened the gate. There was no need to type in codes or anything like that. Or remember, It was all digital. It was all an app on his phone. And so he went on and on about this experience. And as you can tell, I have as well. And you tell people about this. So now the word of mouth will spread about what a great experience, what a great place that place was to use for self-storage. And I don't know that company. I don't know what drove them to develop this new digital capability for their product. But my observations were certainly customer satisfaction, but customer delight clearly was in play here. Also, I think there, there's a cost factor. There's an efficiency, cost reduction, cost savings uh, by having this new way, this new digital way of interacting with your customers. You didn't have to spend time in the office. You know, the minute you start spending time with people, it can really turn into uh, quite a bit of time. Uh, people might just start talking because they like to talk. And if you're the owner of this business, that's that can be uh, tough for you because you have other customers waiting. Well, all that problem goes away. So it's interesting to see this. It's a nice story. I thought I would share it with you just as a fun example. I just hadn't heard the example of the digital world inside self-storage. Old product, been around a long time, but another example of how digital is, is revolutionizing the product world out there. So thanks for listening. Thanks for joining. I hope you got something out of that. I look forward to, uh, to talking more about it in the future, maybe getting some of the speakers as guests on the podcast. I'm certainly going to try. And uh, until next week, I wish you a great week ahead. Take care, everybody. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us this week for Innovation Talks with Paul Heller. If you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, or wherever you listen to podcasts. For additional information on today's topic, check out sophion.com, S-O-P-H-E-O-N.com, where you will find plenty of innovation-centric content and corporate best practices. If you'd like to discuss anything with Paul or would like to get in touch with the show, email us at talks at sophion.com.